So making sure a good leader knows how to do ebb and flow between that, both the uh, mentor and a coach. A good coach, kind of weird that I'm saying that, knows how to balance between the short-term and long-term goals for their athletes. Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? You are listening. You are watching to the Constant Elevation Podcast. I am your host, as always, Gabe Rock. Hope you guys are doing well in this June. It is June 2nd, uh, my normal Thursday afternoon recording session. It got hella dark here. Just in case, I don't know how much ambient noise this microphone picks up, but you might hear some thunder. Uh, thunderstorms are rolling through. That just canceled Benjamin's soccer practice. I'm not mad about that because I don't have to go from 7 to 8.30. And so he has his final soccer game coming up on uh, Saturday, assuming the weather holds up and so that'll be his final uh, uh uh soccer game with the county team and so it's almost winding down for him uh the end of school year the end of june and then um yeah a lot of good stuff going on it's already busy uh, we got a hired a brand new dj34 so a deputy in my division in the division i lead right now and so um, i've been doing some turnover with her i'm trying to figure out what things i'm going to hold on to trying to be a good professional teammate and giving her some good turnover tips and then allowing her, her some freedom of maneuver to do take lead of the division wide at it apart probably going to be leaving uh, i already told people that works but around fourth of july weekend is going to be the last time you see me because i'm gonna start doing some household goods clean the house all that jazz PCS season is upon us and the month of June is going to go by fast. And so, uh, but yeah, happy to um, be back in the saddle. And so, obviously, if, you, if you're first a first time listener to this, um, uh, this is a constant elevation podcast where I talk about uh, um, how hoping uh, rising leaders from the military and the local community to become uh, to rise to their future potential. I use just kind of the context of my role as an Air Force officer, as well as um, my interest in fitness and everything in between. A dad, a husband, a father, all that kind of jazz. Um, just sharing my thoughts on leadership because I just think there is a unique space and my unique perspective, and I like doing this. This is the fifth season I've been doing it. Not only do I have this podcast podcast here. I actually have the podcast as a YouTube channel. So if you go into the uh, episode uh, description link, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, if it's uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And then you can find uh, all of our uh, my content at constantelevation.co, where you can also find the link to a YouTube channel where you can kind of like where you can like and subscribe, all the normal social media things that we'd like you to highly consider. That way you can keep up with the content. Probably going to be creating content all through the month of June, and then that's probably going to be it for season five. I'll be packing up my equipment and moving down to... Uh Langley Air Force Base for my next assignment in July. So I will be taking a break just to make sure our family lands in the right place. And then it's going to be a crazy summer. So looking forward to sharing with you some of those pieces as we go along. So uh, kind of like in, a, in the realm of podcasts, I, I've shared this probably in a, in a previous uh, episode, but like uh, I'm a, uh, in addition to hosting my own podcast, I actually like listen to a lot. I, I started listening to podcasts in 2015 when I was going to school at uh, Marine Corps University. It was like a 45 minute commute each way um, uh, down to Quantico from where I lived in. We lived in Kingstown. And so I started listening to podcasts there. And so the numbers of shows and uh, that I started listening to ebbs and flows. So I want to give you a couple context, give you some context as far as what this uh episode as far as role of a coach equals the role of a leader. So some of the current podcasts I listen to on the way to work, usually I listen to the New York Times daily. And so I'm a, a New York uh, Times subscriber. And so I'm trying to keep up with news and current events through there. Good, like 20 something, 20 to 25 minute commute. And so I, I enjoy listening to that when I go into work. And then I frequently listen to Joe Rogan podcast, Genius Brain podcast, um, a couple other self-improvement ones. But then also I go into the CrossFit stuff. So I uh, uh, Long-time listener of Talking Elite Fitness, um, the official CrossFit Games podcast. Uh, when CrossFit Mayhem was doing some podcasts, I was listening to them. 
And then recently, I just found Varied Not Random, which is uh, hosted by Pat Sherwood and Adrian Bosman. So being a, a longtime CrossFitter, uh, th- those two names actually mean something to me when I first hear them. And so I started listening to them, and they actually have a really, really good content. I like the banter that they have between each other as uh, co-hosts, as well as some of the subject matter talking about. Just kind of using that as self-improvement things for me as a coach and as an athlete um, in order to kind of hone my skill sets. More so as a coach, because that's what I'm prioritizing now versus being an individual athlete or team athlete. Hashtag teams team seven ish. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the idea of, uh, the topic for this week came from one of their podcast episodes and the, the link is going to be in the description below. And so it talks about like the, the name of their uh, podcast was uh, episode, I should say, was the role of a coach. And so I re-listened to it a couple times and took some notes and I found those going to be like, hey, some of these things actually apply to what I believe is the role as a leader in the Air Force. I originally wrote that as a role as an officer in the Air Force, but I wanted to be more inclusive. And so I, I just wrote leader because you can lead from any position, officer, enlisted or civilian in the Air Force. And so I think it's important to make sure that uh, I was being as broad of a spectrum. Ooh, that was a big old thunder. Trying to have a broad spectrum of um, what I expect, how a I believe a role as a coach can be a positive influence as a role as a leader. So I have four points this week, and uh, um, bear with me as I kind of I'll talk a little bit about the role of a coach, a summary of my thoughts of what they were explaining, and then how I'm going to remix that to a role of a leader. Okay. So first one, the role of a coach is to be a clarifier. Okay. And so what's going to happen is, so I'm a normal morning, um, 6am coach at Revival Fitness. And I've been coaching there for about two and a half years. And all kinds of athletes have been coming through the um, their doors. And so what happens is my job is to take a quick inventory in initially as far as what are some of their skill sets, what are their strengths, weaknesses, what are the capacity levels, and then depending on what the workout is as being prescribed, I have to be able to clarify for that athlete what I expect for them to do. Because a lot of times there's going to be, it could be paralysis by analysis. You could have so many things out there that are going and available as far as what should be the way that I attack this um, uh, uh uh, workout? Should I go heavier in weight? Should I go lighter in weight? What's a scalable movement kind of thing? So my job as a coach is to clarify and remove kind of like what they talked about in the episode is you want to be a, a minimalist. You want to minimize some of the, the fluff in the chatter or that an athlete potentially could be thinking about and get them to focus on what are the core aspects of the workout of the day, the WOD, to make sure that they understand and will obtain the intent of that WOD as designed. And so part of that is going to have, as a coach, it requires a large amount of knowledge and information. You as a coach, you need to understand, do you have a good firm grasp of the fundamentals of movement? Do you also understand kind of like what are going to be some scales up and down? In addition, it's going to be applicable because there's not one solution to rules and all. You have to understand each individual athlete. So we have age ranges, um, weight ranges, uh, all kinds of different stuff as far as coming into the gym. And so my job as a coach is to make sure I can clarify for that athlete, whether they're amateur or, or experienced, to be like, here's what I'm looking to see from you based on the way I understand the time domains, the intended um, uh, uh, stimulus for the workout, and I tailor help tailor the workouts to make sure. And what I always say is at the end, I want every single athlete to be rolling on the ground almost dead but because you you everybody was working according to their own capacity to get that achieved stimulus so that's kind of i normalize on that yo i hope i don't believe you guys are hearing this because this thunder is crazy okay i'm gonna be fine down in the basement uh just in case you hear sally our my dog uh just whining all over the place she is not happy right now so just be cool <laughs> the role how i remix is to a role of a leader instead of being in addition instead of being a clarifier as a coach i think of a role of a leader is to be an interpreter 
What do I mean by that is like oftentimes, especially me, I've been middle management for a long time. My job as an officer is to make sure and do compare it to senior enlisted, whoever it is. Your job is to take higher level guidance and interpret it down to your team to make sure they understand how their portion of execution of the mission should go. A lot of times what's going to happen is you don't have to tell them exactly like how this goes all the way down to warheads and foreheads or so, some kind of crazy, huge uh, um, theater campaign. You need to break down and interpret certain things. That I just need you to focus on this task right here because this task is a, is a small portion of the bigger picture. Part of that, just like being a coach, is it is your responsibility as a leader. You have to understand the bigger context, have a generic, good enough kind of context of the bigger picture. That way, you can cleanly articulate to your uh, um, to your other teammates, "Hey, this is what we need to do. This is why it's important," and make sure that they have the good enough understanding so they can uh, execute that mission violently. And so, it's it's your responsibility as the leader to make sure that if if they are somehow misinterpreting exactly what you're trying to give them as guidance, that's your fault. Your job is to interpret, make sure you understand, and that that requires you understand how to communicate. Maybe some people communicate better verbally or um, visually, whatever it is. You have to figure out those tools in order to um, uh, uh, pass down information correctly so your teammates can uh, um, execute the mission. So interpreter, I, I, I'm not kidding as far as being a, a, a cyberspace operations officer. I find my job is always interpreting a lot. You know, it's... It, interpreting my nerdery of my cyber world to the pilots that lead the Air Force or to any other functional community. Although I understand my the importance of communications in cyber, it's my job to make sure they understand the importance as well and how I can support them. And so interpreting your role um, as uh, the leader, helping in, uh, interpret the role of their team within the bigger context is very, very important. So role of a coach, be a clarifier. Role of a leader, be an interpreter. Very similar, two sides of the same coin. Okay, part two, role of a coach. Be the voice of reason and sanity that allows progression towards both, sh both short and long-term goals. I'm gonna read that again. Be the voice of reason and sanity that allows progression towards both short and long-term goals. Again, if you go to constantelevation.co or follow the show links, you'll see the full full form version of all my notes. You can kind of read there just in case my, my delivery is kind of off. So as a coach, what's gonna happen is, um, and I learned this well from my time at CrossFit 808. Uh, the idea of understanding that my coach is not necessarily to be my friend. They need to be making certain decisions outside for me because they have a better picture of what are my both short and long-term goals. In the CrossFit world, in the fitness, functional fitness world, a lot of times what that means is, like I said, scaling accordingly. I've met too many and, and actually preserving the idea, for instance, like for last week when people were doing Murph, more than likely I, didn't, I, I did it with uh, um, early on Saturday morning. If I saw somebody doing Murph with a weight vest but using a band, I would probably tell them that you should not wear the vest. I'd not probably. I have told people, don't wear the vest. You're, you're missing the entire point of the workout. If you're still needing assistance using a band, then just be, be confident and be proud of doing with a band and eventually graduate up, develop your strength to the point where, okay, now I can do Murph without a band. Now I can do a Murph with maybe like an eight-pound or a 10-pound vest and eventually graduate it up to the 20 or 14-pound standard. It doesn't do, any good, do you any good. It gives you a false sense of accomplishment if you're trying to do something that's outside of your, not outside of your comfort zone. That's a different thing I'll talk about later. But as far as you're missing the intent, the coach is supposed to be there to to help you make some of those decisions because your ego is going to want to do things and your co a good coach would be like, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this because this short term, you're, they're going to see it as a short term loss. I'm going to see it as a short term win. The fact that you're 
attacking this workout accordingly will actually be an accomplishment in the bigger picture of your long-term goals, right? And so just because that short-term feeling of like, oh man, I, I'm so awesome, I'm a fire breather. Are you though? I don't think you are. I think there's actually some other pieces and that's okay for that portion of your journey where you're at right now. Nobody, nobody should be embarrassed of where they're at in their fitness journey. We all have different individual things we can work towards. But own it. And sometimes the coach is going to have to be that source of um, sanity and uh, I'll call it uh, not gentle, but honest feedback to be like, this is what we need to do. You have to trust me as a coach. And then hopefully that relationship is healthy enough where you can develop that. uh, You can deliver that kind of messaging. So just making sure that uh, a good coach, good coach should have the knows how to balance both short term and long term goals along the same path, because that's what it's all about. In the remix of that is the role of a leader is to be the external voice that knows when to talk to and when to talk with a rising leader. So if you listen to my episode a couple, um, listen to the episode a few weeks ago as far as uh, the little brown, the little books that could. The little brown book is that uh, in the listed force structure and within for the Air Force. And within that book, it talks about the roles of the difference between roles of being a mentor and a coach. And in there, I'm going to read this directly from the thing. Um, So verbatim, it says, a mentor talks to you and a coach talks with you. A mentor is a wise, trusted, and experienced individual who shares knowledge, experience, skills, and advice with a less experienced person. And a coach collaborates with individuals in a thought-provoking, empowering, and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. Apart from that last part, having a lot of alliteration. Those are bars. I I, I love that, uh, uh, that explanation. So... Similar to how a coach has to be make those kind of tough calls to be like, hey, so I know you're going to want to do this thing here. Maybe you need to approach it like that. On the flip side, as a leader, you're going to always going to be ebb and flow between those roles between a mentor and a coach. Because sometimes talking to a person is where you're going to be not drawing a hard line, but you're going to be very directive in what you think this person should be doing. Obviously, they're going to you should be allowing them freedom of maneuver to make their own choices. But you want to be very direct and being like, this is the this is the point why you should not make this kind of being those rumble strips on the left or right hand side to be like, don't get into the danger zone. Stay in the middle to make sure that you're making forward progress. And those are very direct kind of conversations as a as a mentor, a coach, a little bit slower pace, a little bit more discourse back and forth and trying to facilitate the conversation to get that person to, again, still come to their own conclusions and lead from the front. But it's a more interactive kind of conversation. And so that idea of, again, both short and long term goals, I think. I believe that that uh, a mentor helps you in the short term as far as like, hey, so these are the little things you want to do right here. This is going to help you set up best best for success before you walk into the meeting with a general, before you start doing this project or OPT. These are kind of things you want to have dialed in. So just kind of set it and forget it, but a more very clear and concise point in time of what we're talking about. Mentor, and I have several mentors across my career. I check in with them a lot. I talk with them as far as the longer term of my career. Here's the things I'm trying to do. Here's how I'm going to balance my family. Those kind of things are important because I'm looking at a long term. I'm looking at the force versus the trees. So making sure a good leader knows how to ebb and flow between that, both the uh, mentor and a coach. A good coach, kind of weird that I'm saying that, knows how to balance between the short-term and long-term goals for their athletes. Very, very important uh, uh, distinction, but they complementary, again, two sides of the same coin. All right, number three, role of a coach is meet people where, where they're at in their fitness journey. 
meet people where they are at in their fitness journey. I mentioned in the very first point that like we, uh, the benefit of being a coach is I get to have athletes from all over, you know, um, uh, the local area or military populations. I get to just, I get, I'm fortunate to work with all of them and they all have different kind of things. Some of them be like, man, I did CrossFit, but it's been like a year since I've done it. I've never done anything like this. Maybe I run Spartan races. Maybe I'm a high school kid. Maybe there, there's all kinds of different kinds of stories. And I love just kind of understanding the nuances of where they are at. And so my idea is to, as a coach, you have to meet them where, it's not even my idea, it's what came from that podcast episode. You as a good coach should meet where they're at. In other words, you do not place unrealistic expectations to be like, hey, so even though some of you said that you know you, you haven't done CrossFit that long, maybe two months, some of you have not done it for two years, you're a pretty good high school athlete, you're just a mom or dad just trying to be fit, I assume all of you are top elite CrossFit athletes, so we're going to do exactly this workout and only like this. That would be a shitty version of a coach. You, you're not helping anybody. You're, and arguably, you're, you're hurting more people than helping them. So that idea, as far as meeting them on their journey, everybody's individual, right? And so like, even though I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years, I still have a lot of improvement areas, stuff that I'm comfortable with, stuff that I love still trying to learn how to dial in. Uh, I, I find uh, Olympic weightlifting is like golf. Like it's the, it's the seek perfect. You're never going to earn, perfect, earn perfection. It's the goal and journey of seeking how to get that perfect lift. And so um, that idea of... Uh, uh, allowing some space and allowing some nuanced conversations with your individual athletes and help wherever they're at in their fitness journey, your job as a coach to help them move forward. Pick up some of those strengths and weaknesses, dial in those things, have those conversations, just give a shit, to be honest, and actually listen to your athletes. You can, you'd be surprised how much that gives them some motivation to kind of do better. On the flip side of that, the role of a leader is meet people where they're at in their professional journey. So, you know, same thing with um, uh, what I think about what I wrote down is, spoiler, not everyone in their career immediately starts off as a colonel or chief master sergeant. They're not, right? All of us are. We used to, I used to be a butter bar lieutenant, and I was, didn't know anything from whatever, and then slowly you know, climbed the ranks as a CGO and an FGO. And so along those ways, I had to learn how to perform at that, at that uh, specific rank. Um, a lot of times I would be challenged, and this is probably where I, I would give credit to my mentors as far as they knew that they saw me performing at a certain level, and they would push me a little bit out to my own my comfort level, just to see how I could, how I would respond. And some of those things are trying to understand, are they ready to perform at the next level of responsibility, promotion and rank? But it also could be wider in, in um, a level of responsibility as far as scope. But those kind of things are kind of within like, you know, you don't give a lieutenant a kernel level product or project, I should say. That's not appropriate. I think um, if you treat that same thing as far as when uh, the when you're going through the Air Force and you understand, like, oh, you're a brand new airman, this is your first kind of thing, have you ever done anything in cyber defense operations? No, okay, that's, that's important to know. We'll figure out how I need to treat that relationship and help and mentor you in a different manner as a good leader before just assuming, well, clearly you're hired on, everybody knows about cyber stuff. Spoiler, it's not. They, they, we all come from different backgrounds. That's different from saying, you know, obviously like AFSC uh, skill level qualifications for the enlisted force or certain kind of qualifications or certifications for the, for the office but depending on those experiences, we all, not every colonel, not every master sergeant, whatever is built the same. And so you have to understand those nuances and context of that professional journey. Give them credit for credit is due, but also understand where did, how, how, do, how can I make sure that I'm not just speaking like through you with all these things, just assuming you're just going to keep up with me versus taking the time to make sure, hey, so tell me where you're at your professional journey and how I can help you even further those chapters in your own story. So very, very similar. Um, 
role of a coach, meet people where they're at in their fitness journey. Role of a leader, meet people where they're at in their professional journey. Hey, what's up team? This is Gabriel, Gabe Rock Avila. Leading in the modern military across multiple generations takes a constantly evolving set of skills to ensure no one is left behind. Being selected to serve as a squadron commander in the Air Force is potentially the greatest level of influence you can have on people that will last for the rest of their career. My new book, No Pressure, provides practical advice and reality-tested recommendations to leaders on how you can successfully serve across your command tour and be the inspirational leader everyone needs you to be. Be inspired at any echelon within your unit to not be another cog in the machine and be the leader you've always wanted to follow. You can buy your copy of No Pressure at constantelevation.co, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble to include the ebook versions. Don't wait for the future. Define the future. All right, final point. Role of a coach. The best coaches try to make themselves obsolete. I think that's pretty good. And, and uh, granted, I, I think there is some sports to where the head coach is very much a, a, um, uh, a pillar within the team and it's a specified kind of um, role. Like if professional sports, there's always a manager and always a coach or something like that. Um, but in functional fitness, as far as your own personal fitness kind of things, you can have, I've had multiple coaches. I've had really, really good coaches. And then I've had, I would say just they're, they're on different parts of their fitness journey as a coach, me included. I'm not claiming to be the best coach. I definitely have my strengths and skills, but I can always be better. But I've been fortunate to have a large amount of good coaches. Um, uh, so what I mean by that is to make themselves obsolete is your job as a coach is actually to try and make your athlete as self-sufficient as possible. Over the course of time, you want to be able to expose them to so many um, things as far as uh, um, ex- experiences to where they actually know how to manage themselves. Because what's happening is if they're in a if you're into fitness competitions, um, you as a manager or coach aren't cannot go out there to help that person. Uh, manage. You can yell from the sidelines, but you can't help them pick it up. They can You know, there, there's certain things that individual athlete has to perform on their own. That's good. You you want them to. You you want to train them. Um, give them exposure to uh, you know different kind of stimuluses and and kind of sit down with them and explain them the why. They'd be like, hey, so this is the reason why we're doing this 30 minute AMRAP. This is why we're doing. We're building an eight week cycle to get to your one rep max back squat. All those kind of things are very very important. And then over time, what's going to happen is the athlete will no longer need a lot of that handholding because they've just experienced a bunch of stuff, both good and bad, form their own opinions as far as like what worked for them because what worked for other people won't necessarily work for everybody. Um, and so just having that, that experience, I think, is very, very uh, important. And a good coach eventually will be able to kind of like, you know, when you're, when you're uh, helping your kid ride a bicycle, at some point in time, you have to let go. That's what a good coach is going to be doing. And then you can wave at your kids as they uh, ride their bike by themselves. So that's what you want to do as a coach. As a leader, the best leaders are going to actively grooming their replacements. So I've said this before to the point where I have a lot um, less Air Force in front of me than I have behind me. So all I'm trying to do is become a better coach, a leader, a leader of leaders. And so... um, I want to be able to uh, have a positive influence on whoever I be uh, get fortunate enough to lead to be like, this is what the kind of leaders, these are those, those artifacts, those uh, points of performance as a leader in the air force at, in 2022 and beyond, this is what we need to be. I want you to per- learn from my mistakes. Don't do these things, but really flesh out these stuff. What ideas do you have? Those are the kind of things I don't want to do because arguably I want to raise in a, for, as an officer, I want to raise a cadre of officers that are way better than me. 
And I already know some of them are significantly technically better than me, but I want to help influence the human element of that because the, the Air Force is full of humans. We're not full of robots. And so we want to make sure that we're grooming and developing the top level kind of leaders that the Air Force needs and eventually are going to take my place and the place of the rest of the, the uh, FGOs and, and senior officers um, currently in the Air Force. And it's not... Uh, um, uh, I don't take it as a, well, you, you need to make sure that you are, um, what do you want to call it, uh, inseparable. Like, when, you know, when, when an organization starts to fail because their leader uh, is on leave or whatever it is, that's a terrible organization. You, that leader needs to be able to be empowering and training that their replacements, the people right below them to kind of perform when they're, when they're not there. Or else this is going to be just a, a poorly functioning organization. And so, yeah, those are I, I really... I'm personally focusing on trying to groom my replacements. And that time is going to come. We're going to hang up the uniform. I'm going to be thankful uh, for my family that they will uh, be there when I, when I tend to hang it up or when I will hang it up. And I will look back and, and be very, very proud to see some of those other um, junior uh, enlisted in officers become senior enlisted in officers. And that, this is going to be an amazing feeling. So those are my thoughts this week. Role of a coach equals the role of a leader. A lot of you could see that I, I did a lot of flip flopping back and forth, where I can kind of see uh, uh, I can apply the principles to both as a fitness coach as well as a leader in the Air Force. And I hope me sharing those kind of thoughts uh, give you something to think about and how you can apply them in uh, not only in the gym but hopefully in your professional workplace. So. Again, like I said, I said before, if you haven't uh, liked or subscribed on the YouTube channel, please highly consider that and also subscribe to the podcast. I have not checked uh, any of the five star ratings or anything like that. Maybe I'll do that um, just to see if you want to leave that. That'd be really cool. And uh, yeah, uh, the thunder has sort of stopped. I can see a little bit more sunlight coming out. I got to check on my dog. So um, you guys stay safe out there in June and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Constant Elevation. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. Visit our site at constantelevation.co. Find and follow us on Facebook at constantelevation.co. And like and follow me on Instagram at, at gaybrock01. As always, don't wait for the future. Define the future.